From the Anajar and Levine Studios Roger in downtown West Palm. The gap for De Bruyne, and now City on the counter. through. ESPN 106.3. What in the world happened there? Do we have a soccer highlight over Timmy Trumpet? Well, what and, uh, happened there? <laughs> Give me a little insight what happened there, Stone. This All right, is let's uh, do it. this seems like an exclusively uh, Stone Lebanowitz Christian cat take issue the bullet. here. I'm take curious the bullet, what Stone. happened here. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming down the line that I should take the bullet, and that I will. So what that was right there was Christian thinking that I had Timmy trumpets as bump music to bring uh -huh. us back in from break. Uh -huh. But what he didn't Sounded know... like a Manchester City highlight. But what he didn't know was it was a mix of highlights. It was Timmy Trumpets, and then was to Sterling Holland <laughs> of Manchester uh -huh. City, uh -huh. and the rest of the guys. So it was a mix. It was a compilation of a bunch of different sporting events. But Timmy What was Trumpets, that from? Why did you create that? It's a good question. I'm trying to recall right now why I did that. Actually, you know what, Christian? Yeah. Go ahead and play that through, because I'm <laughs> curious what Stone was trying oh. to create. So here is Stone's... Production, Timmy Trumpet with highlights. What is this? That is a UFC knockout. UFC, courtesy of ESPN. Stay here, stay here, stay here. All the same uh, three minute clip. All right, so this is courtesy of Fox Sports. First pitch swinging, ground ball to short. This could do it. Throw to second, got him. And the Dodgers win it four to nothing over the Padres. They sweep this three-game series in impressive That's courtesy fashion. of TBS. What is this? And Kyrgios will wear the tennis? crown once again in the District of Columbia. Courtesy of Tennis Channel. Nick Kyrgios unbowed. What were you doing? I just do have my Where's the Jimmy trumpet? The Timmy Trumpet was at the beginning. Oh. You know, it was in red, and usually everything in red is bump music. <laughs> so I listened yeah. to the first five seconds, thought I was in the clear, but didn't happen. I, I want to be honest with you, Stone. If this was your attempt at something compelling from a radio content standpoint, that sucks. Well, first of all, what in the God's name were you trying to put together? So now I do remember what I was doing there. So were it, you drunk? It was. I might have been drunk. It was a Monday that you were off. Okay. So me and Brandon. I was Dorsey taking load management of Fox Twenty Five and W. Yeah, it was load management <laughs> Stop day calling for him you, Brandon. Brandon Dorsey. We took uh -huh. over the show. We took the over Ken Levick alive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was our weekend recap, right? So it was the MLB playoffs. Uh, it was some Premier League action. It was UFC. It was some Nick Kyrgios winning the Washington Open. So it was just a compilation of, you know, the weekend in sports, I believe. You think uh, think a lot of people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast were uh, super pumped to be reliving Nick Kyrgios' win in the Washington Open? Uh, yeah, we do have a lot of people from the DMV who reside in South Florida. So, yeah, brought up some good memories for them. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, my God. Well. Uh, Stone, you got some work to do, pal. Ken Levick alive. As soon as I heard Timmy Trumpets, I went, oh, God, he thinks this is <laughs> Timmy Trumpets. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> peeling back the fourth wall, too, before we started, we got back. Uh, Christian Cat <laughs> told us down the line, uh, we got banger bump music coming, too. <laughs> and then it was Stone's catastrophic production attempt. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. You know what is, oh! is not Sorry. catastrophic? Stone, by the way, reacting to a uh, caught stealing here in the first inning of the spring training game. Are you going to keep doing that throughout the course of the game? Sorry. Are you going to be able to control yourself? He went down the first base line. He was looking like a double. He turned off for first base, and we just saw an Oh, it wasn't a caught stealing. He was frozen, trying to extend it into a double. A frozen rope from left field and tagged him up real quick. Uh, Christian, in the uh, in the near three-year history of this show, this is without 
question some of the worst four and a half minutes that uh, we've uh, we have ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you about Quilliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, something that actually is competent, unlike this radio show. Quelliv, it's science. Quelliv is what you want to use for anti-aging, for body contouring, for pain management, for scalp rejuvenation. Low-level lasers can help you achieve all of those. Anti-aging, you can get beneath the skin's surface and keep or maintain a youthful appearance without the needles, without the chemicals. All it is is these low-level lasers, body contouring, fat removal. It's all right there for you with these low-level lasers with Quelliv. Uh, The pain management. If you've been working out, you've got sore muscles, go to Quelliv and get a session to make yourself feel better, feel refreshed. Scalp rejuvenation. Are you balding? You're not as full ahead of hair as you used to? Yep, you guessed it. Quelliv. Go in for your consultation. Quelliv.com is how you schedule it. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V.com. Quelliv.com. Use science. It's all about wellness. Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V.com. That's Quelliv.com. Their location off Flagler in West Palm Beach. That's Quelliv.com. We have been talking about load management. And by the way, the St. Louis Cardinals just went back-to-back here uh, at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in left center field. Stone, if you want to take off the headset and just go chase home run balls, feel free, by I the way. I will bulldoze little Sally Stone right there. Stone is so distracted by everything happening in front of him right now. Uh, but but load management, you as a paying customer, are you okay with these guys in the NBA especially taking a lot of time off in the regular season to make sure they're fresh come playoff time? Because it's really rubbing me the wrong way, and now we've got people like Jay Will and media advocating for it because LeBron got hurt. 888-760-3776. 888-760- 3776. Ernesto is in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? Thanks for taking my call, guys. And no, Ken, you're not acting like the old man on this one because let's be real. I mean, that ship has sailed of them playing that 82 game season. It's, it's not because of money, like you said, in both ends. Either the athlete has a lot to lose and the team has a lot to lose. So this is my proposition, and I'll say this to all fans. Stop worrying about the name in the back. Worry about the name in the front. If you, if you look at it from that angle and start worrying about the individual, I mean, don't get me wrong, the individual is what makes the team. That's the star. Okay, I get that. But stop forgetting the team. Just worry about the team. You keep on worrying about the individual being there. Your, your hopes are down. At this time, this day, they're not going to play a full season, no matter what sport it is. That load management, I can't understand it because, like you said, I mean, what happened? In the 70s and 80s, these guys were fat. These guys were slow, but they didn't get hurt as much. I mean, and when they did, they came back or they played. I mean, yeah, I'm in the Willis-Weed stage, and, and maybe they played during, you know, they played during the worst of times and, you know, cut off a finger like Ronnie Lott. I mean, I know those days are over. They have money involved, guys. There's money involved. And when money is involved, everything changes, and attitude changes. And that's what it entails. When it comes to money, these people's times in, in the sport industry is short. So to me, it comes to money. They, they, they think about their, their careers and long-lasting and making more money. So when it comes to that, everything changes about the love of the game. When it comes down to that. The love of the game is not the same anymore. It's more about the money and the prospect of breaking a record, staying with longevity. That's more than more the you know, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it's just, it's just confusing. Now I just take my son just for the sport. Just take him for the sport, for the love of the sport. Uh, the individual, like I said, he gets you there. He, he is the team, but 
I, I more for the it's more for the team more than the individual. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me, guys. No, I appreciate the caller, Nesto. I, I do think though, I to and and we said this earlier to at least give NBA players credit. I, I this does not come from a lazy place. I think what this comes from is a business person place and the fact that more than ever before players have the voice and the ability to advocate for themselves and that is a great thing that is a great thing but at some point you have to meet halfway there needs to be a meeting halfway where the consumers the coaches the front office can get enough of these players in a regular season for it to be a proper fair give and take supply and demand if you truly are going to approach it from a, the, the business side of things because I don't think some teams, some superstars are meeting everybody else at that halfway point. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think how can we fault a guy like Mikael Bridges, right, who was a, a vital part of that Phoenix Suns team. He plays his ass off each and every night. He puts up really good numbers. He definitely contributes to the winning and losing of that Suns team. But he knows with what's written in his contract and what's left in how many years, how many months are left in his contract, why am I going to go 100% hobbled when I'm not fully healthy when I know I'm just going to be traded by the end of the season or at the trade deadline? So a lot of these guys are thinking the same things. There aren't as many guys that are secure in their spot on a roster than we think. So I think most of these guys think to themselves, why? I can't play when I know I won't be here next year. And there are even superstars who know they won't be in the same place. So Kevin Durant kind of coasted his way when he knew that by the trade deadline he was going to be out of Brooklyn. So we need to understand more of these players' situations before we speak. And I'm not us because we do know these players' situations. I guess I'm shouting out the fans. You guys need to take the time out of your day to realize why the specific situations that these guys are sitting out and, and, and kind of what comes after it. Uh, Toby tweets, the NBA needs to put more teams in the playoffs, shorter regular season to have longer playoffs. I don't know if that's the solution. Though. I, 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 I don't think that three months of playoffs is the solution, nor do I think that putting more teams in the postseason is the solution. If you put more teams in the postseason, then every team is going to just load manage because more te- you can coast your way into a seven seed and then you feel like you're full strength. So, hey, we can make a run. We don't care where we're seated. I think you need to condense the postseason. You need... Y- y- I- you don't need to expand it. You need to condense it. You need to have these teams actually playing for something. The thing is with the NBA with 82 games and now with with not only the eight seeds, but then you have the play-ins as well, um, there's, there's no incentive to go all out in the regular season. There's none because you can back your way into it and just say, hey, we'll turn it on come playoff time when we have all of our guys ready to go because they've been load managing and they're healthy. That's not the solution. And the annoying part about all of this is if you do content, condense the regular season to 65 games, then number that we're going to get, whether it comes on social media, whether guys more executives speak on it, 60 games, the number of TV money that is going to be missed is going to be astronomical. Right, that's th- yeah, you're right. Like, you can't, you can't put the, the juice back in the box here. Right. right? It's, and that's the problem. Like, there, and the, the way to fix it is the way the NBA would never, ever, 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 ever consider and that is to condense the number of teams in the postseason and shorten the season. Yep. That is the solution to this. So the NBA is stuck, and this is what's going to lead to a lockout, and
and it's going to be very, very, very ugly. Uh, our man Chris tweets in, here's how you can at least solve load management. All load management games must be home games, and they must be announced a number of days in advance. That way the home team can decide if they want to, less, uh, to lose the revenue because people aren't going to show up. Now, I think that's an extreme example, but I don't hate the idea of, hey, if a guy is going to perform load management, it should happen during a homestand. It should happen. Now, I mean, we then, then you're turning your back on the home fans. You're turning your back on the, I would almost say, make sure it's on the road as opposed to at home. Don't you want to put your best foot forward in front of home fans if you're truly treating this like a business? Like, I don't, I, the, the concept I agree with. But I think it's backwards, the way it was presented. Sure, I agree with you. And I think that Chris said, you know, they need to be let known days in advance. That's accurate. Isn't that reasonable? I think that's a great thing. And I think, do they do that in baseball with scheduled rest days? Like, we know when Aaron Judge is going mm -hmm. to not be in the lineup. Like, fans, Yankees fans, know that answer. For the little poor boy from Argentina who, who flew <laughs> all his way to you know, Miami Dade Arena uh -huh. to see Jimmy Butler play. And then suddenly showed up at three other NBA games. <laughs> Poor little uh, boy from Argentina. But because the Miami Heat did not let their fans know that Jimmy was not going to be playing on Friday night, we ruined that poor kid's year. Uh, and again, he pulled the same garbage, though, and his family at other NBA games. So I feel no sympathy for him at all. He just showed up in Golden State I mean, a week later with the guy, same sign for Steph Curry. freaking guy, man. That family. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Are you okay? Are you okay as a pain consumer with these athletes load managing? And again, this is most prominent in the NBA, so they are fully healthy for a championship run. Or do they need to put more into the regular season? Because again, that's where the vast majority of the pain people are are putting their money towards to see them play. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, people like Jay Will this morning on ESPN 106.3 saying, oh, LeBron, foot injury out several weeks could ruin the playoff chances of the Lakers. Eh, eh, that's, that's why load management. I see it. I don't know. I think that's extremely flawed. John in Jensen on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, fellas? So, uh, the, the guy that just tweeted there, Chris, about, you know, uh, structuring it, that's the key here because it, the NBA is getting unwatchable and unbettable because you don't know who's going to be out of these mm. games until an hour before. And so the NBA needs to put in some kind of, like, you know how the NFL, you have to four or five hours before a game right. know, identify your inactives or structure it on the calendar before the season and saying, you know, each team gets 20, you know, asterisk load management games so that fans and gamblers and viewers all know, hey, this game right here is potentially going to have, you know, bench guys playing. But there has to be That's structure to it. It's here to stay. It's not going away. There just has to right. be structure to it. You know, I did not think about and appreciate the call, John. I did not think about the gambling aspect to it. Now, teams do have to declare, and I believe it's an hour before tip-off, they have to declare who's available and, and who's not, who is out and who is going to be active. But the NFL absolutely has the, the official report that comes out, uh, and they have the daily injury report starting on Wednesday. The NBA... I mean, it might have to be a daily thing. Every single day of the season, you come out with a new injury report. That would be the closest thing to resembling what the NFL puts into effect starting Wednesday or four days before every game each week. Yeah, it would help, but there's so much that goes into the gambling side of things, right? Because how do you handle the game time decision guy? can't how do you because a lot of the times if you do have a player prop in or you're betting a certain side 
it's must start for action. But I, I think that there needs to be a daily practice report, a DNP. I love it. Or limited, just like the, the NFL has. The NBA doesn't have a daily injury report, and maybe that's the, the solution, at least from a gambling standpoint. Yeah. It still doesn't solve the load management problem, but at least solves the, the – because gambling, there's not enough money in it. It solves the gambling problem. You're welcome. <laughs> and time and time again, this has even happened to me, and it happens to plenty of gamblers out there. If I were to take the Miami Heat – in the morning, right? It's called sharp betting. You want to get the line where it's the most juicy, where it's the kind of the with the least amount of money's on Miami. You're going to jump on it when you wake up at 8, 9 in the morning. Well, come 6 o'clock, that hour before game time when Jimmy Butler's ruled out, now the sportsbook lock up that game. There's no betting on it because they need to readjust these numbers. And now when the Heat were minus 2.5 and, and now there's no Jimmy Butler, come 6.30 when you're able to bet it again, the Miami Heat are plus 2.5. Gamblers don't get their money back, so... For the people speaking out about load management and how they hate it, it does come from a gambling perspective because it's lost a lot of people money. Before we get back to the phones, it is hot out. We are we are drippy. We are moist here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Grapefruit League spring training action at this palace, this baseball palace, the Nationals and the Cardinals in action. You know what I'm going to do afterwards? I'm going to go home and I'm going to get my air conditioning in my home. It's going to feel great. What if, though, in the hypothetical stone nightmare instance, I... I, I get home, and there's that, 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 that humid feeling. You're like, wait a minute, why isn't the AC on? And you, you play with the thermostat, and nothing happens, nothing flips on. Uh-oh, AC problem. If you've lived in South Florida long enough, you have, you have lived that nightmare, and that's why you need EDS. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. It is hot. Temperatures in the 80s. We are done with winter, kiddos. It is here. Summer is here. Summer is here. It has arrived in February. You need EDS. This is the time where you discover, are we going to repair or replace that AC unit it's, if it's been giving you issues? EDS air conditioning, family-owned and operated since 2006 serving Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. Don't be pantsed by your AC unit. Make sure you're on top of it. Make sure that it's functioning, functioning well, functioning correctly. And if it's not, EDS is on your side. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Making appointment schedules around you. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. Let's go to Drew in Delray. Drew is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Drew. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, brother. So here's my issue about the NBA. I don't like the NBA at all. I gave up on them about maybe a decade ago because no one wants to play for Team USA anymore because they all want to get paid. And they want to do and sit out and everything like that. So I never give, give a heck, let's say that, about them. But when it comes to them doing the, the CBA and the, you know, all this and letting them rest, I get that and I respect it. But then they want less games, but they're going to want more money. And then on top of that, the ticket prices are going to go skyrocketing again. I mean, the Knicks have, what, the number one uh, expensive tickets? And yeah. yet no one goes to their games. And yet they still make their money because of the TV, TV deals and all that, all the sponsor stuff. But I got to say, I do not like the NBA, never will. I gave up on them a long time ago, and that's my call. I appreciate it, Drew. Now, I, what I will say... Uh, not watching the NBA anymore because the players don't want to to participate for Team USA. Seems like a weird reason, but to each their own. I I, I don't. It's just the principle for him, I suppose. But I don't. I I. I mean, honestly, I could not care less about Team USA basketball. I I just I don't I don't care. Could we also too just a little fact checky? Um, 
Christian, could you look up NBA attendance? Uh, because did Drew say nobody goes to Knicks games? That's what he said. I think, I think that's probably um, not true. It's also a. If uh, I were, to, my gut feel just tells me my Ken Levicka gut feel, and it's been wrong. My intuition sometimes is is off, but I get the sense that's not true. I do get the sense that that's not true. Yeah. And it, uh, I would it was, say it's probably top five in the NBA, to be honest. It was a call we took from South Florida, so don't don't know if he's been back and forth from the state of New York and Florida to know that answer. But yeah, I would imagine MSG yeah. looks good, nice and plump. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to like disrespect Drew, but I also think what he said was probably not. Correct. I think the Knicks are probably doing just fine in attendance, uh, especially this season where, again, I'm going to admit it again, but they're pretty good. They're pretty good. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. I, I'm not surprised by some of the responses we've gotten. But, again, there's no, there's no easy solution to this, too. And that's the problem. There is absolutely no easy solution to this. Like, Jeremy, old heads say that these athletes have the best medical experts and all that. But those experts are the same people telling the athletes to sit. And some of these guys are trying to make generational wealth. And guys like LeBron sit so they can try to add to legacy and be ready for the playoffs and I totally understand that I completely understand that but I can't fight the feeling that I feel like fans are being are being sold the short end of this entire thing they have nothing to do with the CBA they have nothing to do with labor negotiations they're just trying to go out there buy merchandise and see these people that youngsters idolize that that are generational stars legacy talents and especially in the NBA and again this is the sport where just based on how it's constructed length of season how the players have taken on a lot of control with how things are running again I am all for all of that but I think that the regular season the importance of the regular season has fallen so far by the wayside that it ends up screwing over the consumer to to an extent. So it's not like I'm I'm not sensitive to especially the way we talk about the NBA where it's all about legacy and rings and MJ versus LeBron and who has the most postseason success and it's now spilled into other sports. I can't help but think though that still at its core there's something special about a random January Tuesday seeing someone like Jimmy Butler go off for 35 points and say, "Man, that was awesome." And what I think most what I think's most unique about a situation like this is you hear some of these big media heads like Charles Barkley who is so stern and strong on it talking about these guys are getting paid 70, 80, 90 million dollars and they're not giving up, they're not showing up for the fans and then there are guys like us who are understanding of it and want the guys to write articles for Player Tribune and kind of speak to the fans and provide perspective and everybody's so divisive on this topic and I think it's so unique because it ultimately tells us there's no solution. Like no, there's nothing that's going to happen. We're just sitting tough. here talking about it. But at least we have more of a broad perspective on it instead of just stern, this is right, this is what they need to do, and this is how it's going to go down. By the way, also to the, oh, the players are just going to ask for more money, and, uh, greedy, and then ticket prices go up. I mean, honestly, though, if you are a full-fledged believer in capitalism, right, you believe in capitalism, red, white, and blue, that's what makes the United States go, that what's, that's what makes America's economy a juggernaut, well, guess what? Those players get paid what they get paid because that's what the market dictates. That is the definition of capitalism. Sorry, you can't sit here and say, capitalist society, that is what America is, tried and true, and then say, oh, the players are making too much because your, your beloved market dictates what they're getting paid. And the market says, 
they are getting paid that much. Plain it, and simple. I mean, it's it's just how it is. Sorry. 888-760-3776. Before we hit a break, let's squeeze in Lee from Port St. Lucie. What's going on, Lee? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing today? Good show. Good, buddy. Good show. Thank you. All right. Hey, I think uh, a lot of guys on here today, from what I've heard, made a lot of good points. But uh, I don't know if there's really a, a significant or real you know, way to, you know, combat this, but yeah. the fans, the fans are the ones that you need to please in a, in a way, so, and yeah, the players may be hurt and stuff like that, so hey, why don't you just let the fans give them a little heads up, saying, well, such and such is not going to be playing this game, yeah. and it'll give them an opportunity to say, well, okay, I don't want to buy a ticket for this game, so now, they're going to lose money, somebody's going to lose money somewhere. And these guys are still getting a lot of money, getting paid a lot of money every year and every year. That's not going to stop. But if you don't have fans going to the game, something's going to give. Yeah, and I think that at least that is a a hat tip that it would make fans feel better to an extent. And what I would say, too, is that, yeah, they'll lose money if fans don't want to come out. But these teams and the leagues make so much money off of TV revenue and merchandise sales and now gambling relationships with betting that what they get at the gate is a small percentage of what actually keeps these organizations going. So the NBA would still have its its revenue stream intact, and maybe it helps the fans save a little bit of money. That seems like the most fair solution, and appreciate the call. Um, we'll ask we'll ask Steve Policiner. Yeah. It's good. We've we've been getting into a, a deep dive business discussion, and nobody's better when it comes to business, sports business, uh, especially than uh, than Steve Policiner, uh, who is also a massive NBA fan, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and he joins us every week. He's the brains of the operation with. Ask Steve. So we'll talk with Steve Politziner when we return. We're at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. It's the Nationals. It's the Astros. It's two. Or it's the Nationals and the Cardinals. I should say the Cards are up two nothing in the second. We're back after this. He's Tony Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Spring training is here. Stone and I are just living our best life right now. In the tan. Oh, it is so nice to be back in the spring training realm. Uh, every single week, we bring out the brains here on this show. The brains being Steve Politziner. He is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and he brings the intelligence to the proceedings. It's time now for Ask Steve's. <laughs> Steve Paulette Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Before we kind of take a dive into business, because I'm curious to see what Steve has to say about what's happening in the NBA with load management, and now LeBron's hurt, so of course, oh, we need load management. Uh, Jay Will says, yes, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Steve, are you preparing your body for the kickoff of the 20 hours of radio, midnight to 8 p.m. on Friday, 20th anniversary ESPN West Palm, 20 for 20. You are going to be in the middle of the night live on air to get things going. Uh, are you properly physically prepared? Yes, uh, I can speak. So, yep, I my voice, I'm keeping my voice very hydrated this week. What else do you have to prepare for, Ken? You don't just, I mean, I know like Josh Cohen sometimes has push-ups 
in uh, during the breaks. But uh, do we have to go like running or training to be on the radio? No, but it's like that's why we're on the radio because we don't have to do any of that and, stuff. And also, do you think Josh is the only one doing push-ups in the studio, Steve? Oh, sorry, Stone. All right, I guess I got to follow you more on. Something grammar. No, it has nothing no, to do it's with me. It. It's this guy. It's, it's this guy it's, right it's here. It's Ken more but, than it is but, me. But Steve, what I'm saying, like my body shuts down at like oh, 10 p.m. Sorry, every Ken. night. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, I'm like a I'm like a robot. At 10 p.m., my body just shuts down. Like I I don't move any longer. You're going to be on the air at midnight. Uh, I, I mean, you are. You're not. You're not exactly a spring chicken anymore. You're not as young as you oh. were when this station started 20 years ago. Uh, this company started 20 years ago. So I'm just saying, like. Are you? Are, do you do anything differently? Do you take a nap? Do you get yourself uh, a little bit different approach when you start a midnight shift on ESPN West Palm? No. First off, I'm a night owl. Second off, look, look how many times you see people on ESPN and they're on after the game and they're on the next morning and they're on Ugh. 17 shows in a row. Like, we're not, you know, we're not, like, uh, we're not in caves. We're not in steel mills. Uh, <laughs> this is not very difficult. Um, it's a privilege, and it's awesome. Um, no, and I will be so jazzed and energized because I know we have, like, a team gathering prior to that. And just to be able to celebrate, I mean, 20 years 20. serving uh, sports fans of the Palm Beaches and the Treasure Coast. Uh, you know, you never script this stuff, but just so um, so pleased the way the community has always embraced um, ESPN West Palm, ESPN 106.3, um, and uh, and everything that ESPN West Palm does in, in the in the community, um, it's a real testament to the community and to the teammates who've been a part of it for so long. Like like you. That's true. That is very true. I, I mean, I, I like to think I'm a pretty integral part of the proceedings. Yeah, Ken. And for the answers that Steve gave us in regards to the preparation for the twenty for twenty broadcast, mm-hmm. I think I know where he's leaning when it comes to load management. Ah, oh, good. That, that is a great segue, actually. So, Steve, you might have heard, because it's now a national catastrophe, <laughs> LeBron James has an injured foot, and it might just tank the Lakers' playoff hopes. My God, what are we going to do? Uh, potentially out several weeks with a foot injury. So much of a nightmare that Jay Will came on ESPN 106.3 this morning. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max and said, huh, see, this LeBron injury makes you think a little bit more about load management, huh? supporting load management, and I've been saying that I, I, it's starting to drive me crazy. I'm almost offended at how many superstars now in the NBA are, are taking advantage of load management, and I get one to be healthy for the playoffs, but there's something to be said for doing this for the consumer middle of February, middle of January, that are paying hard-earned money to see these guys play and not sit on the bench in street clothes. Uh, you as a sports fan, you're a paying consumer as well. Are you okay with these players prioritizing the postseason and maybe playing three quarters of a regular season schedule or even fewer? Fundamentally, there are a few things in all of sports. I mean, all of sports. If you say to me, what are the two, three, four, five things in sports that I fundamentally despise the most and will fight to the death on is I hate load management. Hate, hate hate load management. I don't, like, you. they don't play every day. You don't play right. seven to five days either row. You have off days. You have rare back-to-back days. How can you, how can you accept a check? And, again, this goes so much deeper because it's Players Association and it's right, owners right. and it's the league, so there's not a simple solution. But just fundamentally, 
fundamentally two things for me. Number one, who are you playing for, right? Who, make, who, who funds you? Whether it's fans, whether it's the TV networks, nobody gains by stars not playing. Um, no, you know, nobody gains by stars not playing. That's, you know, number one. Number two, last time I checked, no one has clinched a specific spot in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That typically doesn't happen until the very end of the season. So why the hell wouldn't you play? Yep. <laughs> Amen. I mean, amen. LeBron just said, and LeBron just said, these are going to be the 17 most important games of my career. So I'm assuming LeBron was planning on playing all of them. So this right. isn't a LeBron thing. Right. This isn't right. a LeBron thing. Right? So this is an opportunistic, you shouldn't play. And then, of course, you go back, and I'm not saying everything has to be how it was 20, 30 years ago, but when I mean, you look at NBA players from when we were growing up, and they're still like, I don't get load management. I don't get why you wouldn't play. If you can, for whatever, if, whether it was the reasons I mentioned or just because you're a competitor. So they got to get it. They got to get it right. Um, I know there's great demands on players physically, emotionally. I, so, I completely get that. But I mean, you can't have a sport where this is a common thing. On I'm, go, I'm going to the Heat game on Saturday night. I'm taking my, tw- my 10-year-old for his probably only game he's going to get to go to this year. Uh-huh. I am like, oh, man, I hope Bam plays. I hope Tyler Hero plays. I, why should I be thinking about that? Right. No, I, Steve, I am 100% with you. And this has actually bothered me more as I've gotten older because I, I just I can't quite wrap my finger around, ah, well, you know what, uh, I, I, should, I should be sitting because, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of a, of a sore outside of my knee. Like, I, my brain can't compute that. And I, I understand players advocating for themselves, but I've, I've heard the, the thought, and Nick Wright brought it up last week on FS1, and we had Charles Barkley bring it up on first take yesterday, uh, that, hey, because sports media now puts so much onus on rings and legacies, these players are more attuned now to making sure their bodies are right for the postseason as opposed to uh, exhausting themselves in the regular season and maybe opening themselves up to injury. And I get it to an extent, but I also hate that because that goes back to the, why don't we just wrap these guys in bubble wrap then? Like, just play G League guys, back your way into the playoffs, and then just have a postseason with all your healthy stars. That's not a good fundamental business model, and it's not sustainable. Yeah, I've yet to hear a, 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 not a negotiating tactic logical statement, just like an actual logical statement. Um, And Barkley said it best. You know, he said these guys play three or four days a week and make $100 million dollars. We're not asking to work in a steel mill. <laughs> I don't. Right. I don't see what, what you know what what the difference is, and um, you know what the difference is about that. And I don't think the playoffs become a better product because you may not make the playoffs if you don't play. <laughs> if you don't play right. in the regular right. season, right? Well, and that's the silly thing too about about J. Will. And again, we love J. Will. He's a friend of the show. But J. Will using LeBron as a jumping off point because LeBron's not someone who's generally taken advantage of load management. He's actually played games. And uh, yes, LeBron was going to be part of a major playoff chase. But also, LeBron played a lot of games that had the Lakers in the 13th seed in the Western Conference. So he's partially to blame for having to go all out in the final 17 games of the season. Yeah. So oh, LeBron. Look, I'd like, I'd like to see stars speak out against it, but because of the play, because it's always about the players' union and the owners negotiating. I'm not saying there's a side I'm even on because both have merit to various arguments. But the players are saying, 
you know, like, hey, you want me to do X, Y, and Z? Give me more. Or, or, or And, like, same thing in baseball. If you would actually just chop down some regular season games, yes, if yes. you would chop down, a lot of problems in sports would be solved. Yes. But why can't you chop down regular season games? It's TV the same money. reason for everything. TV money, which yep. means player salary, which means concessions. I mean, who is willing to sacrifice? So the only way you could do that is if you give something up. Everyone has to be willing to give something up. But no one's ever going to be the one to give something up because it means that everyone has to give something up. Well, we're just not. Think about it societal. We're not in a spot where there's where negotiations and, and um, you know, things like that, you know, like work well, uh, work well together. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible spot that, that it's in. And it's going to, I do really like Adam Silver. And I do think it's something that Adam Silver has to sort of be above it all and say, yeah, right. nobody wins in this spot. That right. would be like his legacy. Fix this. Steve, you're so stern on hating load management in the NBA, and I proposed this to Ken earlier, and I proposed it to the audience. What if some of these players took to their own, wrote an article for Players' Tribune, and spoke from their perspective on why they sit games, why they feel they need to sit games, who tells them to sit games? Like, I feel like us as, as viewers and consumers of the game aren't educated enough to know why these guys are sitting out all these games. It's just all speculation at this point. Would you respect it a little more and give them a little more slack if they told you why in some sort of Players' Tribune or just spoke about it on all their podcasts. Uh, I mean, I obviously would, yeah, would want to hear about it. Uh, you'd want to be open-minded. But if you come on here, Stone, and say, you know what, I'm really good on the air four days a week. I just need one day a week off because I'll be better on those four than I would be across the five, right? Like if you went and said that. Yeah. Um, do you think that your managers say, well, I really should think about this? Because he's, as a full-time employee, as a full-time teammate, not as a guest spot here and there. But, if, you know, if, if, you're, like, if this is your primary career, would you think your manager should hear you out on that? It's tough because I don't produce $80 million or, in LeBron's case, a billion dollars for an organization. Yeah, so, so I don't have the right to say that or do that. But for guys like that do make all these monies and do sell all of these jerseys, they, in my opinion, have that right. I don't. Because don't they know. may produce more money than you? I don't, right. I don't see how that – I don't see how that – I think um, it puts more emphasis on them at performing their yeah. job. I think that that, that yeah. would pressure them more to, to, to being out there. Yeah, they have more yeah. of an economic impact. Yeah, right? So, yeah. I don't see it. And, I mean, let's be honest, Stone, if you it. wanted to take tomorrow off, like, uh, I'm not going to be affected one way or another, okay? So, uh, ask yeah. Steve. Steve Palatier, <laughs> Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, uh, joins us here on Ken Levick Alive as he does every week. We're at uh, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And, uh, Steve, just so you have an update, the Cardinals on top of the Nationals 2-0. Back-to-back homers in the first inning for uh, the visitors from St. Louis here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And it just so happens, Steve. Really? Uh, yeah, that we do have a uh, question from a fan, and it is baseball related. Steve, uh, and this is from uh, Billy in uh, in Boca. Steve, my girlfriend said that nachos are a weird ballpark food. Where would you rank nachos in the pantheon of baseball foods? Thanks. You know, I'm not a huge nachos guy, and I always have wondered, do, you, do people who get nachos at baseball games just love nachos because they're not better. Like a hot dog at a baseball game might be better than a hot dog you're yeah, going to get somewhere I would, else. I would always take but a nachos meat over nachos. Are not, yeah. 
you know, like nachos are not better, right? I'm not, I know, uh, you know, the chips I don't think hold up as well, and the cheese in the, in the heat. I don't, I've never underst- like understood who the nacho baseball consumer is. And I'm saying I'm not friends and family like, like, like nachos. I, I just, the psyche of it, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's not on my list. Um, I would be more apt to get nachos in a restaurant than I ever would. And sure. um, I was going, you know, to me, a hot dog, pretzel, uh, practical. Give me a hot dog. I mean, the hot dog is gone in seven seconds once it's right. in my hand. Done. Right. Over. The nachos seven. you have to sort of hold on to, and there's napkins involved. And what if you had someone else go get them? Did they get the napkins? You don't right. need the napkins with the pretzel if you send somebody else out. Um, very, they just they involve too much for me. Uh, now, now I am I am fundamentally with you on the nachos conversation. I actually enjoy nachos, and I like nachos with with jalapeno peppers on mm-hmm. them. Like, let's get after it. Here's the problem though with nachos. Right now, Steve, it is roughly around 85 degrees. It is humid. It is hot. Uh, here at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, I have no desire to have nachos with hot cheese. Right? Like, I just don't. It's not a good refreshing food right now. Now, if this was a <laughs> night game, if it was under the lights, it was a little bit cooler. I'd be into it. But you also have a shelf life with nachos before the cheese starts to get thick and harden a little bit. Nobody likes the thick starting to congeal cheese on the nachos. And here's another problem I have, Steve. Say you get cheese on the nacho chips, okay? That's good. But you order extra cheese. It comes in that little plastic container. Usually the nachos are too big for you to give a good old dip into yes, that, 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 yes. that little container of the nacho cheese. You have to crack it in half in order to dip the nacho in that. And it's too involved. There's too much work that goes into it. And that's what slides <laughs> nachos down for me. Listen, listen. I'm going to start with you, Ken, and then I'll go to Steve. How many times a month do you consume nachos? Uh, not often anymore. It used to be a go-to food for me. Steve? Less than what? Once every other month. Once every other month. So that's why you get nachos at a baseball game. Because no. you're going outside. You're bringing the but family. Pretzels are, a better cheese. pretzels are a better cheese dipping option than nachos are. Yeah, but to go after nachos and the quality of nachos that are at baseball games like Steve did, it's like you don't eat nachos on the regular. So you come out to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. You go to any ballpark around the country and nachos are in front of your face. And you go, ooh. You know, I haven't consumed uh. any nachos lately, and you want to get involved. I love the messiness. Yeah. I get more excited when somebody does not bring the napkins. I love the adventure. You love the adventure. All right, well, I go hot dogs. I would go chicken fingers. I would go pretzel. <laughs> um, um, I would go peanuts. I would go Cracker Jacks. <laughs> I would go um, just those staples. Now, if we're going to get into pizza at the ballpark versus nachos, there's, I think, you have a very fair debate. Okay. Where do you, where do you go there? Now, of nice. course, it depends a lot on the quality, the box situation. Right. Uh, but everything I just said, I would have over nachos at the ballpark. But again, I'm not a huge nachos guy, and I don't think your the, your best nachos are at a ballpark. Not they're at du- they're at Duffy Sports Grill. A ballpark. They're at Duffy Sports yeah. Grill, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a segue! And you're right. And guess what? I'm calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all the action and your favorite nachos. You don't, you don't have an MVP card? You don't eat nachos at Duffy's? Shame on you. Boom. Start earning your rewards today. Duffy's is the best sports grill year after year with award-winning burgers, wings, and nachos, and the two-for-one drinks. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. 
Duffy, your game is always on. Ken, we have like agreed on everything today, and we've been on the opposite side of Stone. It's been and that's been the most wow. refreshing part. I know. This is invigorating, actually. I feel great about this entire thing. Steve, we're, uh, what we'll do, we're going to gang up on Stone Friday as well during the uh, 20 for 20 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Looking forward. All right, Steve Paul right, Will he be there? Will Stone be there, or is it a load management day? It is. <laughs> it's, it's a half load management. I'm a game-time decision to be there at, at midnight because I have the 8 o'clock shift, so I might catch some Zs. Soft. Very, very soft. Uh, Steve, yeah. thank you. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks, guys. Steve Palatiner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, Business Mavum Afs Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up from the ballpark, and then it's beer o'clock. He's still in the bandwidth. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. And Baptist Health Orthopedic Care works alongside Florida Atlantic FAU Athletics, just like the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If you are looking to get into sports, this is the path to do it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I hear so many people ask me all the time, Ken, I want to work in sports. How do I do it? 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 I want to be an agent. I want to be in marketing. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I always tell them, fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. 20 years ago, was started by the late, great Dr. Jim Reardon, and it is number 11 in the world in the sports business rankings of the world's top post-management degrees postgraduate management degrees. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. I know so many success stories personally that have come out of there. Working in college athletics, working in the pros, it truly is the red carpet to your sport business dreams. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take courses online, summer courses as well, and sign up for the fall semester, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Um, real quick here, Stone. On the nacho debate, if they put Pico de Gallo, if there was a meat option of more ballparks, more stadiums, if they actually loaded up the nachos, then I'd be more inclined to dine on them over just cheese and chips. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it's just a little, uh, show some respect. <laughs> what? That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>